0: Welcome to mini episode 313 of Real Life Ghost Stories. And I have three spooky stories for you today and the last story comes from the 16th of October 2023. And story number one comes from Bugaboo. I have had too many paranormal experiences to count since I was a little kid. If I hadn't, I would probably be a sceptic. My career is in science and I've never really believed in things that cannot be proved. Ghosts are where I have an exception. I remember my first experience when I was around three or four years old. I woke up in the middle of the night to see my great-grandmother walking down our hallway. I usually slept with my door open, so I saw her peer into my room and then continue on to my brother's room. I remember being so upset that she passed me by, but also confused because she lived really far away. In the morning, I asked my dad where great-grandma was and why she didn't take me in too, I later learned that she had passed away that night. I also later learned that my dad woke up to my mother talking to someone that night. My mother is not usually a sleep talker. This is just one example of a story, but I was not the only one in my family who experienced things. I used to have this dream as a child, a nightmare, where I would go into our bathroom and the lights wouldn't turn on. The lights actually wouldn't turn on anywhere in the house and in this kind of dream the air was always staticky. Every time I would be terrified of something behind the shower curtain but never go near it. I never told anyone this dream until, as an adult, my younger sister mentioned a dream she used to have about our bathroom. I asked her for details and she described the lights, the shower curtain and the static in the air. This freaked me out. Once I got older, I learned that my dad has had many paranormal experiences in his life, since he was a kid as well. It all made sense to me and I felt less alone. Although I found as I entered my teenage years that these experiences seemed to happen less. That was a long intro, but the context is important. There is one paranormal story that I would like to focus on. When I was a teenager, my family moved out into the country into an old farmhouse on an old homesteaded property with a rich history. Looking back, I definitely felt something off, but I loved the house so much I ignored it. My dad later admitted he did too. My mom was mad because she usually relied on us to vibe check places. My first inkling of a haunting was in our first week of living there. My younger brother and I both had bedrooms in the basement, separated by a long hallway. During our first week of school, I went downstairs to brush my teeth. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw someone run quickly past the stairs, and then I heard the bathroom door slam. Naturally, I thought it was my brother and got pissed because I didn't want to be late. I started banging on the door in a teenage fashion and yelled at him to get out. A couple of seconds went by and I heard my brother call from upstairs. Very confused, I opened the bathroom door and no one was in there. After that, things were quiet for a while and I forgot about the experience. Then the footsteps in the hallway began. It started up randomly, but every night in the early morning, think 2-4am, to I would hear someone walking up and down the hallway in the basement. My brother was a night owl, so again I would get pissed and yell at him. In the mornings he would blame me and said stopping so loud in the hallway. He used to play tricks on me all the time so I thought he was lying. This continued on every night. I didn't get scared until one morning. My brother looked at me with a shit-eating grin and asked what guy I was talking to last night on Skype. Yes, it was the age of Skype calls with friends. He started teasing me saying I had a boyfriend. The hairs on my neck raised. I asked him what time he had heard that and he said 3 or 4 a.m. He did not believe me when I denied that this happened. First of all, I was a closeted gay who only really used Skype with friends in the middle of the day. Also, I was not a night owl. I was dead asleep the whole night. At this point, I knew those footsteps in the hallway were not my brother. Things after that really didn't escalate much. The footsteps were always there. One night during a sleepover with my girlfriend at the time, I woke up to the footsteps again and froze. I saw a very tall man standing in the corner of the doorway wearing very farmy old looking clothes and a hat. He was staring right at me. I woke up my girlfriend and before I even said anything she saw him too. After that experience I saw that man frequently. He may have been there from the beginning but I was usually asleep. Now that I was hyper aware I noticed him almost every night. Others who had sleepovers, even group sleepovers, complained of the sounds and the figures as well. Again, I never really talked about this with people. Nothing bad ever happened, but whoever this guy was, he didn't seem like bad energy to me. Sometimes I would hear the hallway sounds and other times I would hear the sounds of boots outside the house. Pretty mild. When I left for college, my sister moved into my room even though I tried to gently warn her not to. When I went home to visit, she told me about all the sounds in the hallway and the figure in the doorway. My dad later admitted that he knew about the guy since we first moved in, but he was harmless. He waited seven years to tell us that. Once I got over the initial fear, I actually found the man comforting, almost as if he was just watching over us. Unfortunately, one day the footsteps and all the activity just stopped abruptly. Around this same time, my parents logged a large chunk of the land. I don't know if that's why he left, but I think it has something to do with it. I love that your intro was essentially a whole other story. Your context. (laughs) It wasn't even just like, I grew up being interested in the paranormal. That's the context for this story. It was, I grew up being interested in the paranormal. These are all the things that happened to me for context, but that's not even the body of the story. I honestly don't understand how people just live their lives having these terrifying and strange paranormal experiences from the time that they're small until they're adults i just don't understand how you get through your day to day i always find it so fascinating when people report loved ones coming back checking on them in the middle of the night as they're crossing over into whatever happens when you die i think it's a very beautiful and comforting thing to think that they are able to do this that before they move on they will stop and check on the people that they love and every so often like with this story somebody catches a glimpse of them and is able to say hey why was great grandma in the house last night that must have been like a really crazy experience more so for your dad who obviously knew that she had passed away that night and then to have you know your mother waking up speaking to somebody like it must have been very strange for him to be confronted with all of that and I also always find it really strange when we have these stories about people who experience a recurring dream when they're a child, for whatever reason, and whatever happens in the dream, whether it's based on a particular room in their household, and then when they grow up, one of their siblings or somebody else who used to stay in the house had the same dreams and I always think that's really strange because our brains are so individual so you can give brains the same set of stimuli and they will create something different so I do find it very strange that even two siblings who are both mentally and physically very close I don't understand how two siblings would have the exact same dreams and it really does sound like that that house that you guys lived in was haunted as shit to use the technical term i'm pretty sure that's the scientific term for it but it, i mean it was it haunted by multiple different things because you know your first sort of instance was to see someone run quickly past the stairs and then slam into the bathroom door totally understand having grown up with three siblings totally understand the um, banging on the bathroom door scrapping first thing in the morning totally get it scrapping it at night for people making too much noise but that doesn't sound like the same entity as the tall man in his farmy looking old clothes stomping around in his boots. And we do often talk about these entities being attached to the land. So maybe, you know, you changing the land like your, your parents doing some logging did change things for this entity or change the energy. And story number two comes from Kerry. I have been visited twice in my dreams by loved ones who have died, and both times it did not feel like a dream, it felt so real. The first time was a brother-in-law who had passed away several years before. I loved him, but we weren't close, and I can't think of any reason why he would pick me to visit. He died of melanoma and was so sick at the end. It was heartbreaking. In my dream, he looked healthy and happy. He was smiling and laughing. He gave me a kiss on the cheek and had a twinkle in his eyes. In my head, during the whole dream, I kept thinking, but Chris is dead. It was a short dream, but memorable. The second visit was from my father, who passed away suddenly at the age of 73. He was a jokester and kind of the king of dad jokes. In my dream, I was shopping with my mom, my sister and my sister-in-law at a flea market type of place. All of a sudden, my dad was there and I turned around and saw him. I had a huge smile on my face and said, Hi, dad. And he made a joke about making sure we didn't steal anything and then it was over. He also looked younger, healthy, and really happy. I've also been visited by one of my dogs that had died and heard him bark in the distance as he was leaving. I swear I was awake. I've experienced belongings that go missing and other creepy things too. The dreams were pretty cool. But honestly, I don't welcome these things. They really scare me. I don't like being home alone at night. But with my husband working the night shift, I find I am alone a lot. I really have no business listening to ghost podcasts or ghost hunter shows. Now on to my ghost story. This took place around 25 years ago. My husband's family has a cabin that was built in the 1950s on a lake in Minnesota. It was built by my husband's father and grandfather. His grandparents lived there for many years and when they passed, it was left to their children to use as a cabin. It's about an hour from our home and we have spent many weekends there. There was usually a crowd of us there at any given time, lots of kids and dogs, and I never really felt anything that was off or unusual. One summer's day, I went to the cabin with my children and we had some friends that drove separately. The plan was for our friends to spend the day, and I was going to stay overnight with my kids. Upon arriving at the cabin, while my friends were unloading everyone and everything from their vehicles, I quickly went inside to open the place up and get it airing out. The first thing I noticed was an old book sitting on an end table. I thought it was strange since I didn't think anybody ever read the old books that are kept on a bookshelf in the living room. I noted the title and put the book back on the bookshelf. Nobody was in the cabin at the time and I didn't say a word to anyone about the book. We spent the day down at the lake and I headed up to the cabin about three hours later. There was a book laying on the floor in front of the window as though someone had dropped it there. Yep, it was the same book. I put it back on the bookshelf and again didn't say anything to anyone and carried on with my day. Fast forward a couple of hours. My friends are leaving and the kids and I are in the cabin now. I glance at the bookshelf and there is a book that is pulled out and laying on top of the other books. It was the same book and I was officially getting creeped out now. My kids are way too young to be messing around at me so I know that it isn't them. A little while later I've put the kids to bed upstairs and I'm sitting there staring at the bookshelf and I swear there was a gap around that book as though somebody had their fingers around it and was going to grab it. Now I was scared. It was pitch black outside and I was really freaking out. I was telling myself that maybe it was the grandma and surely she wouldn't mean any harm. I finally said out loud that if anything else happened with that book, I would take the kids and leave. Somehow, I managed to get through the night without further incident. The next day, I got home and called my mother-in-law and asked her if grandma was much of a reader and she said, No, but grandpa was. He actually died in that cabin, sitting in a chair in the living room. "'I am pretty sure it was him messing around. "'I never had an opportunity to meet either of the grandparents "'as they were both gone when I joined the family. "'I told her what happened "'and I quickly became the butt of many family jokes. "'I've only slept there one other time in the last 25 years "'and sure enough, I got freaked out that night too. "'My husband and I had decided on the spur of the moment "'to spend the night. "'The beds were all being replaced "'so we were sleeping on the sofas in the living room, "'the one with the bookcase.' I was on one couch and he was on the other one. Earlier in the evening we had been trying to figure out how to get the TV going and for some reason it was all messed up and we couldn't even get it turned on. So we just decided to skip the TV. I awoke at about 3am and of course the TV was on. My husband swears he didn't do it and I believe him. Paranormal? I don't know. But still creepy. Since the experience I had at the lake 25 years ago, my husband told me a story of a time when he was a teenager and staying there overnight with his grandma. He said he came downstairs and she was at the window telling the man out there to go away. Of course, he didn't see anything and I don't know if she actually saw something or imagined it. I'm thinking it might have been the ghost of her husband she was seeing. Also recently, my brother-in-law said he was staying there alone one night and he heard all kinds of noise happening downstairs. Pots and pans clanking and people arguing. He's very hard of hearing, so it must have been extremely loud. He said he hollered from the top of the stairs to shut the fuck up, and all the noise stopped. He's a pretty serious guy, retired army captain, so I believe his story. I get creeped out just thinking about it. I love stories about visitation dreams. They just make me feel so, I don't know, at peace, maybe calm, positive. But I do agree with you, Carrie. I would also be like, I don't particularly want them. (laughs) Thank you very much. Uh, I'd be like, thank you, but I don't don't want this to happen all the time. I love these stories about families that have like cabins on the lake where weird things have happened. Because I can totally imagine why that's such a double-edged sword. Like you have this gorgeous isolated cabin out on the lake where you can bring your family and, you know, have a lovely peaceful time. But then at night time, I would imagine that feels quite different. And I guess if it was made by your husband's father and grandfather, maybe maybe they were more reluctant to leave because they had put their blood sweat and tears into it, and it's sort of in this family for generation after generation, and maybe it was you know the granddad's way of being like, "I'm here, this was my favorite book, this was my place." and i died here and i just want to let you know that i'm still around and i'd much prefer that iteration of a haunting than the pots and pans and hollering and arguing at at nighttime that give me a quiet book ghost any day and story number 3 comes from haley to preface this story my dad passed away from a 12 year long coma that started when i was 5 years old and went on until january 2020 My mum, my sister and I use humour when talking about it and have made many, many terrible jokes over the years. Our terrible dead dad humour includes we introduced our friends and boyfriends to my dad's urn, we joke that he haunts his old truck that we drive because it has lots of problems and the child lock is permanently in place, we think he's trying to protect us. We were going to spread some of his ashes on Mount Shasta but left them in the car. Upon realising it while on the ski lift I exclaimed we left dad in the car, which my sister replied, well, did you crack a window? He could die in there. And then five months later, when I was riding in the car with a past boyfriend, I found a bag of ashes in the car. I tossed them to him and said, well, this isn't how I imagined you to meet my dad. He didn't think it was funny. And lots more in the moment, dark humor that we use way too often. Anyway, After his death, I never felt his presence or had any dreams, nothing paranormal or visions, etc. Two years after his death, my mom hired a very sweet lady, Hazel, to help with cleaning our house while she was working. My mother had not mentioned my father beforehand, and on Hazel's first day, she had opened the front door to pour the bucket of cleaning water onto the pavement, but was startled by the spirit of a kind-faced man who was just standing there, smiling at her. He laughed, waved, and then faded away. This was in broad daylight. My sister and I were at school at the time, so we were not aware of this. She was so stricken with emotion that she rushed to my mom's home office to tell her what she had seen. She was very emotional, and my mother was confused by who she could have seen. Hazel then asked my mother if she had lost anyone. My mother then showed her a picture of my dad and said, I did lose my husband. Seeing my father's photo, Hazel immediately told my mom, that that was who she had seen. My mother did not know what to think and they cried talking together about the experience. My mom is a sceptic, so I don't know how much she believed that it was a spirit visitation, but it really did catch her off guard. It is now in the fifth year of his death and his mother and my grandmother passed away last month. Since Hazel's experience, there have been no other sightings or experiences. My grandma died around 11pm in September, she had been in hospice with alzheimer's and we were on edge for when it would happen i got the call from my aunt that night we had a good cry and i went back to sleep i then dreamt very vividly of my dad and i standing in front of each other smiling my grandmother appeared next to him smiling and holding a loaf of pumpkin bread it was her favorite they stood there for a moment and simply dissipated no talking no sound just calming silence I woke up the next morning a little weirded out, but mostly relieved. Just so you know, before we go any further, Haley has a podcast called Bake and Bitch, which I think is a great name for a podcast. That's B-A-K-E-N-B-I-T-C-H. And before we get into your experience or Hazel's experience, as it were, I just think, <laughs> I just think dark humour and humour in general to deal with traumatic situations is so powerful and so cathartic. I could not even begin to tell you the terrible, terrible jokes that I have made about experiences of death in my life. I couldn't <laughs> couldn't even begin to tell you. And I very much enjoyed your Ash-based jokes about your dad. And I don't really know how ideas about like the afterlife work. And I don't pretend to know. But I, I, I would be curious to know why Hazel was the one to see your dad. So is it that she was more sensitive to these things... Or is it that it was your dad's kind of indirect way of letting your mom know that he was happy and, you know, that he was still watching over you guys? Because I have to admit, if I came face to face with the spirit physically of somebody that I had lost, I think I would drop dead also. It would be like that whole sequence in the film Stardust when all of the brothers die and just appear next to the spirits of the other brothers being like, oh, shit that's what would happen to me i also love that you had this visitation dream of your grandmother and your father together and smiling and calm and happy that's really really beautiful and obviously good luck with the podcast just to remind you guys it's called bake and bitch i looked it up on spotify that's where i found it so if baking and bitching sounds like it's up your street then have a listen Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Bugaboo, Kerry and Haley for sending in your stories. Remember, the last story came from the 16th of October, 2023. And if you would like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing it to at com. You can also check out the website at com. And if you are desperate for some extra content, you can subscribe to the Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash real life ghost stories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad free. And on that note, I should see you next time.